Welcome back, my friends. I'm excited to have you in today for the topic of becoming and what that means for the future of you and your business. Are you tired of feeling like you have to hide your faith in order to be successful in business? Welcome to the Flamingo Advantage podcast, where Christian marketing and client experience coach Katie Horner leads you to embrace your uniqueness, to see the marketplace as a mission field and your business as an act of worship. Hey, it's Katie Horner at the Flamingo Advantage podcast. I'm excited to have you in today because we're going to be diving into some inspiration and I hope some really deep questions and self-evaluation around who you are becoming. I don't believe that it is God's will that any of us should remain the same. I don't think that you will find that anywhere in scripture, not even the same in faithfulness or in reverence or devotion to the Lord. I believe God wants us to be ever increasing. Take a listen to what Colossians 1 verses 9 to 13 say. You really should go read the whole chapter of Colossians 1, but listen to these three or four verses right here. For this cause we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power unto all patience and long suffering with joyfulness, giving thanks unto the Father, which has made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Colossians chapter one, you want to go back and read it, but that verse 10 talks about praying that we would always be increasing in our knowledge of God. And when we increase in knowledge, I believe we also increase in all of these other attributes that they were mentioning. And it stands to reason that our natural man, our natural person, the human part of us, fights change so hard in ourselves and in others and in our routine because God so much wants us to change. And we know that the natural man is at enmity, is against, is fighting against the spiritual man in our lives. And the powers of this world fight against what God wants for us. And I think that's why we have such a hard time with change. And we're just coming into a new year, just coming into a new quarter, just coming into a new season in our lives and in our businesses And some of you listening to me right now or watching this, you might be fighting that change. We think about, oh, I just wish my kids could stay small and never change and never grow up. But you really don't want that for them. You really do delight to see them change and mature. And our father, I believe God is the same way with us, wanting to see us grow and mature, to change, to become more of who he wants us to be. Maybe that's Also, why some of us feel this addiction almost to chaos because we're wired for change. Chaos somehow feels like change is happening, although it may not be the change that we need or desire. Leading up to this new year, God pointed out to me this idea and this importance of intentionality in the process of becoming so many times that this was obviously my word for the year. I've chosen a word for the year the last 10 years in a row, and this year, it is becoming, and it actually started back in November and December. But this word, becoming, the root of the word, the meaning of the word goes all the way back to like 12th century BC. And it means to change from one state or existence into another. Now, I looked this up on BibleGateway.com and in the King James version of the Bible, it becoming is mentioned, become or becoming is mentioned 145 times. 
But then if you switch to some of the other translations in the ESV, the English Standard Version of the Bible, the word become or becoming was mentioned 259 times. That is way more. And so when God reiterates, when he uses these words over and over and over, I believe it's because he wants us to pay attention. So I dug a little deeper and I realized that becoming in scripture is used both positively and negatively. Listen to this. Some of the things that you could become in a negative sense, you could become conceited, you can become puffed up, you can become defiled, you can become drunk, you can become perverse, unfruitful, unprofitable, guilty. You could become an enemy. You can become a desolation and a curse. You can become a reproach. So there's lots of things that we could choose to become in a negative, degradating sense, a change from one state to another state that is negative or that is looked down upon, right? But then listen to what you could become in the positive sense. All of these, again, mentioned in scripture, become greater, become as little children, become the head or the leader, become fishers of men, become rich, become dead to the law and alive to Christ, become a friend, become a son or a child of God, become strong. All of this tells me that becoming is intentional. God designed intentionally that we would become and he made it so that we would have a choice, so that there would be a choice for us to make. Am I going to do what makes me become in a positive way, or am I going to do what makes me become in a negative way? Positive traits, negative traits. We have a choice. We get to choose who we are becoming for good or for evil, for God or for self, for others or for ego. The choice is up to us. And so as I was thinking through this and how am I going to become who God wants me to become this year? I came up with a series of 13 questions that I want to share with you today to help guide you through your journey of becoming this year. And, you know, if you're driving and listening to this or something, can't write them down, don't worry, we'll have them in the show notes. You can go get them there, copy and paste them wherever you need to paste them. All right. But 13 questions to guide us on this journey of becoming, because again, believing that God does not want us to stay the same, believing that God intends for us to change and grow and mature. Here's the 13 questions to ask yourself throughout this process this year. Number one, who does God want me to become? What visions or dreams or assignments has God given you? What does he want you to become? What is he leading you towards? What is he guiding you to? Who does God want you? What does he say in his word? What designs, what guidance is he giving you right now? What visions and dreams is he given? Who does he want you to become? And how can you get there? right? Number two is, who do I want to become? Does my goals and alignments line up with what I feel like God is showing me? Because I believe if we're walking with God, that those desires of our heart are going to be desires that he puts there so he can fulfill. And so if you feel like God is leading you in one direction, but you don't have a desire for that, you need to take take a better look. You need to dig a little deeper. You need to ask some more questions around why Do I feel like God is leading me into something that I really don't want to do? I don't believe God does that. I think he asks us sometimes to be willing to do things we may not want to do. But I think when it comes right down to it, what he asks us to do is going to be something that we want to do to please him. All right. Then question number three is, who am I becoming on my current trajectory? If nothing changes and I change nothing, who am I bound to become? And is that who I want to become? And if not, then I need to ask, am I making choices that will lead me to who I want to become? So that's number four. Am I making the choices that are going to lead me to who I want to become? And number five is, do I need boundaries or do I need help to pivot from that path? 
If you're taking this self-evaluation and asking yourself these hard questions and finding out that, you know what, I'm on this trajectory and I don't like where this is going. I don't think I want to become the person that it looks like I'm becoming. Then there's good news. You can stop that. And if you need boundaries or you need help, God has provided help. Second Peter 1.3 says that God has given us all things for life and godliness. And I believe that that all things includes your life, obviously, your business and everything else, because life incorporates all of that. And so if there's something that you need, let's look to God. Let's ask him for that help. Let's ask him to show you his favor, show you where he's showing up to help you to make those changes that you want to make to be able to be who you believe God wants you to become. And then in James 5, God says, if any man lacked wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all men liberally, meaning like abundantly, without rebuke. He's not going to rebuke you for asking for the things that you need or the things that you don't have to be able to do what he's called you to do. And so if you need boundaries or help to stop and make a pivot, do it now. Reach out, ask the Lord, ask the people around you, find that help. It I believe it is available to you. All right, question number six. What knowledge, wisdom, or skills do I need to learn to be who I am becoming? So looking at where you're going, looking at who you are becoming, what is it that you still need to know or what wisdom do you need? What skills do you need to learn to be able to be that person? And then how do we go find them? The next question, falling right in line with that, is who do I need to learn from? Once I know what I need to learn, then who do I need to learn from? Who's the person that's going to be able to teach me this knowledge, wisdom, skills, to be able to get where I'm going. I remember when we were looking for a coach for our business, that's what we were looking for. We wanted somebody who was the best of the best of the best in marketing. And so that's how we ended up in Jeff Walker's world, in his class and then his coaching program and then now his mastermind, right? Being able to look at who is the best of what the knowledge and skills that I need and how can I learn from that person? The next question, number eight, is what rooms do I need to be in to have the access to the knowledge or connections or wisdom or resources that I need to become who I'm becoming. What rooms do I need to be in? What do you mean what rooms? Bedroom, kitchen? No, I'm talking about what communities or what events or what training programs or what associations or what networking groups. Where do you need to be to be in the room at the right time to find the right people that God could be bringing to you to be able to provide that need that you have for wisdom or knowledge or resources. The next one falls right along with that is who do I need to know? Who do I need to know to become who I'm becoming? And sometimes the people that we've known until now have gotten us this far, but I believe God has more people, new people for new seasons that come into our life to help give us what we need for the next step. And we for them as well. This is not just all about us receiving. But when you are introduced to new people and you branch out of that comfort zone into new worlds, new networking groups, new places, new rooms, you also get to bring something to the people who are there that they did not have access to before. So don't forget about that piece. But who do I need to know? Then question number 10 is, who do I need to learn from? And that, again, is kind of reiterating the one up above in terms of what room do I need to be in? But who do you need to learn from? Maybe you need to learn marketing. Well, there's people like Katie Horner who has a marketing newsletter that goes out every Sunday with tips for what to do this week to market your business and tips on who to learn from and community connections and book reviews and all kinds of information in there to help you be a better marketer and a better business owner. You can find it over at theflamingoadvantage.com forward slash news. 
but I'm not the only one who does this. There's lots of people out there who have this information available and low cost, free, paid, whatever it is, find who you need to learn from and plug in. Make that a commitment to be able to grow into who you are becoming this year. Number 11 is what resources do I need? Once I know what I need to learn and who I need to learn from, then what resources do I need? Or what resources do I need to take the steps to become the person I need to become, right? And so is that people? Is that time? Is it connection? Is it money? Is it tools of some sort? Money is a tool, but you know what I mean. What do you need in terms of resources to become who you are becoming? Then number 12 is who do you need to hire? Maybe you need to hire help. Maybe you need to hire a subcontractor or an employee. Maybe you need to hire a coach. Maybe you need to hire a CPA. Maybe you need to hire legal help. I don't know what it is, but in order for you to be who you are becoming, in order for you to be that future vision of yourself, in order for you to be who God is making you into as the CEO of your business and the leader that you are in your space and in your niche, maybe you need to hire somebody this year. Who is that person and what would their job be? Maybe it's a coach. Maybe it's not an employee situation, but it's someone who can give you information, a coach or a consultant of some kind. Who does that person need to be? It's time to ask those questions if we're going to become who we are becoming. And then finally, who do I need to collaborate with? Question number 13, who do I need to collaborate with? Who is out there who is serving my people? Now, here's the difference between competition and collaboration. Someone who is giving the same message to the same people is a collaborator. They have a similar message going to the same people as you, our collaborators. If they have the same product as you, that's a competitor, all right? And so find the people who serve the same people you do, who have a a collaborative message or a complementary message, who are serving the same people you do, but who do not have the exact same product as you. Those are the people you want to collaborate with. Introduce your people to them, have them introduce their people to you, cross-pollinate, encourage one another, JV partner with each other's launches, promote one another, speak well of one another, introduce people to each other. This is how you become who you are becoming. This is where growth happens in the marketplace is when we realize that we can't do this as an island to ourselves. We need other people. We need to surround ourselves with a flock of like-minded people who can also help us to serve our people better and we can grow together. I hope that is helpful for you. I hope it makes you stop and think, ask some questions that maybe you haven't asked before, be able to really take an evaluation of who am I becoming? What is God's plan for me this year? Because I believe there's no way in the world he wants you to be 12 months from now exactly who you are right now. It's time to get your message out in a bigger way. It's time to become who God wants you to become. We'll see you in the next episode. If you found this episode helpful, please share it with a friend and consider joining our free listener community at theflamingoadvantage.com. Remember, my friends, your message matters and your voice is needed. Don't be afraid to let your flamingo show.